0: This Saturday, from Earth, Australia, WWE will present the Elimination Chamber 2024, a big stadium show and one of the last stops on the road to WrestleMania. We are here to break it all down today, on this Thursday, February 22nd, 2024 edition of Brandon's World. As always, I am the OC executive producer, the founder of Brandon's World, Brandon Lewis. My social media links, including my TikTok, my Twitter, my Instagram, my everything, is in the description below. Now, there is sentiment among the WWE fan base that this current art uh, does not necessarily quote-unquote live up to a stadium show and that may have to do with the fact that cm got injured at the Royal Rumble or the allegations against Brock Lesnar when it comes to everything going on with one Vince McMahon. Uh, but I still think that regardless, and I've said this many times, that, you know, WWE, the four biggest shows of the year are obviously WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and I put Money in the Bank in over Survivor Series, though I think it is really interchangeable. But oftentimes we get so hyped for these shows that they under-deliver. Or even though this show is in a stadium, you may say it's reminiscent of the Saudi Arabia Elimination Chamber. They did a Survivor Series 2020, or excuse me, at um in Saudi, Elimination Chamber 2022. And even though Roman Reigns is not going to be there defending the Undisputed Championship against Sami Zayn like he did last year at that incredible event in Montreal, I don't think you can have a bad Elimination Chamber match. And there are so many scenarios. And this premium live event is not necessarily about the winner. It's about how the winner is booked. So let's start off with... The Women's Elimination Chamber match, which will of course be a number one contender Women's Elimination Chamber match. The winner will get a Women's World Championship match at WrestleMania 40. We have the EST Bianca Bauer. We have the returning Naomi, who came back at the Royal Rumble. We have Tiffy Time, Tiffany Strand. We have Liv Morgan, who made a return at the Royal Rumble. We have Raquel Rodriguez, who just won a last-chance Women's Battle Royal on Raw during her return uh, to Monday Night Raw to get in this match. And then we have what everybody thinks, including myself, will be the winner, the man, Becky Lynch. Now, these six superstars all have original reasons to why they should face either Nia Jax or who we presume to be the Women's World Champion at WrestleMania 40, we really roughly... Obviously, WWE has been teasing Becky Lynch versus Real Ripley, and Becky Lynch even alluded to this during her promo last week on Raw when she said they've been teasing interactions with them for the last year. But you have women like Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, who were both taken out by Ripley. You have the youngster, Tiffany Strand, and her beautifulest Moonsault, who, of course, is a over. NXT Champion, she held that belt for a long time, she can make a huge impact, maybe not by winning the match, but she can have a very good and impressive showing in this match. Then you have the returning Naomi, who obviously she alluded to in her pro on Raw, you know, made her name in and outside of the ring Uh, when she left WWE, obviously going to TNA, becoming the face of that brand uh, in the women's division for a while. She wants to get back an old gold in WWE, and she is viewed as a legitimate caliber superstar. And then, of course, there's Bianca Belair, who has been extremely protected over the last three years. She walked in uh to WrestleMania 37, the challenger for Sasha Banks at that time SmackDown Women's Champion. She walked out victorious. She walked in as a challenger against Becky Lynch for that at that time the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 38. Walked out victorious. She entered as Raw Women's Champion then the next year, WrestleMania, defeating Asuka. And so Bianca Belair is obviously a proven superstar. She is a little bit of the John Cena. Cena kicks out at 2.9 waiver of her in the women's division. She's always going to be around the title pitch. As Becky Winch alluded to in her promo on Raw, she has history with nearly every wrestler in the match Tiffany Strand, Naomi. Uh, Liv Morgan. Obviously, Bianca Belair, the one she really doesn't have a ton of history with, is Raquel Rodriguez. Of course, we know Raquel and Liv Morgan. They were partners, slash, they are partners. And so this is where I think the storyline in this match will take place. I think somewhere along the lines in this match, Raquel Rodriguez won't turn heel. She will turn on Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has talked all about her wanting to finish... What she started against Rhea Ripley because she is the last person to defeat Rhea Ripley in a one on one matchup. Well, uh, not only did Rhea Ripley obviously take out uh, Liv, but she took out Raquel Rodriguez as well. Will Raquel Rodriguez blame Liv Morgan for her being injured? Which I believe she will. It will lead us into a very rare accomplishment here where WWE may have what to do a one-on-one non-title women's match at WrestleMania 40, which would, of course, feature Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, I think Naomi will have a very good showing in this match. I think Tiffany Strand will have a very good showing in this match. I think the final two will be down to Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is the one woman over these last couple of years that Becky Lynch has not defeated. And ever since losing the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 38, yes, she had a brief stint with the NXT Championship, but Becky Lynch, for the most part, has been out of the world title picture, and Rhea Ripley has been dominating the division. In order for Becky to prove her worth to get a WrestleMania uh, 40 match for the Women's World Championship, where, by the way, she has history with both Nia Jax and Rhea Ripley, She's going to have to go for Bianca Belair. She's going to have to hit her with the handle Slam, who she has only in once, then obviously being at SummerSlam 2021. That was by a surprise, though. I would not be surprised if Becky and Bianca, you know, start the chamber, especially Becky. I think it'd be a good way for her to just go through everybody, right? Go through the gauntlet of the chamber. But these are six very talented women, all deserving of the spot. Then we have um, Team Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. They are the challengers for the Undisputed team Championships. After not only winning a fatal four-way, but then knocking off DIY, they take on the Judgment Day. Now, the Judgment Day is going to retain in this matchup, I believe. The reason being is because I think it's going to lead to a match with The Miz and R-Truth. And this R-Truth Judgment Day storyline will be involved, I believe, in this match. I thought this was going to be the sequel, if you will, to Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. I thought it was going to be dragged down a lot more where our truth was going to join the group. He was going to be in the group for a few months. They were going to be dominating Monday Night Raw. But I think because of the fact that it is WrestleMania season, and typically WrestleMania season, even though obviously it's very early spring, on the real calendar, on the WWE calendar, uh, it is the end of the season. And so for that reason, I think they sort of rushed the few. No, I get it. I love our truth I love everything he's doing. He's the longest tenured member on the WWE roster. And I understand why you want to do this match at WrestleMania. Get Truth and Miz, the tag team titles, and get that WrestleMania pop but at the same time, I wish this storyline would have started a little bit earlier than Survivor Series because we've truly been robbed, potentially, of an all-time great angle. You know, like we got with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. I think the Judgment Day, though, they do find a way to retain their tag team titles. Then let's get to the Grayson Waller effect. where Grayson Waller, of course, he's from Australia. Um, Now, he will interview... Cody Rhodes, and Seth Rollins. Now, I don't think this is obviously going to main event the show. I think the main event needs to be a match. But I think Rhea Ripley and Nia Jacks for the Women's World Championship will main event the show. But I do think there's a possibility, even though he has not been advertised, it has evidently been reported that when, uh you know, Earth Australia won a bid to host this event that they wanted The Rock to appear. So we know the rockets turned heel. i would rather than nausea my thoughts. I thought Rock and Roman initially was the right decision. I still don't think Cody Rhodes should finish his story because I think that Cody Rhodes chasing the championship is what everybody's after. I think you do have to have a concrete plan for not only Cody, but for Roman. You know, we know Roman is going to take a lot of time off, we believe, once he loses the undisputed championship. Is it because of the rock? You know, does Seth Rollins turn on Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania after losing the world championship? There are so many scenarios that we are going to dive into here, uh, over the next uh, sort of four or five weeks. But I do think the big feature coming out of this Grayson Waller effect in Australia will be that Night One WrestleMania main event will be official. It will be the Visionary. The Architect, the World of League Champion, Seth Rollins, teaming with Cody Rhodes, of course, opponents at WrestleMania 38, two years ago, against the board line, the team of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who, of course, all Utah is a bunch of trash anyway, and the Tribal Chief, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. So, along the lines of the World of League Championship match, let's get to the number one contender's elimination chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship, where the winner will face Seth Rollins of what we assume will be now on night two of WrestleMania, obviously due to the impending night one tag team main event. Which, by the way, is very fitting because before last year, when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn took the tag team championships from The Usos, the only other WrestleMania main event that featured a tag team match was, was WrestleMania one? Um, obviously, WrestleMania 20 was a triple threat, WrestleMania 30 was a triple threat, WrestleMania 40 now on two nights, one of the matches being a tag team match, uh, an absolute star studded tag team match where it'll be very interesting to see who takes the pin. Because I think you need to protect Seth, I think you need to protect Cody, I think you need to protect uh, Roman, which is why I think The Rock may take the fall. Let's get to the Winnerweight Championship Elimination Chamber Match, which features LA Knight, yeah, Bobby Lashley, the Viper, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, the Maverick, Logan Paul, and the winner, the Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre, who has done some of the best character work he's ever done in WWE. I wouldn't even say he's a heel right now. I would say he's a tweener, and I would say that he is a truth-teller. And McIntyre picked up a huge win on Raw, even with borderline interference. And they're going to be hypocrite, which I thought was a great story, that Solo and Jimmy did the same thing to Cody they did at WrestleMania, and Drew was able to pick up the pieces after complaining about the borderline for so long. Drew McIntyre defeated Cody Rhodes. He's got hella momentum right now. And I believe that Drew McIntyre will win this star-studded Elimination Chamber match. But as we know, Elimination Chamber matches can be used to set up potential WrestleMania 40 matches. For instance, in the women's match, I do think it's very possible that, you know, Jake R. Girl and Bianca Belair get set up because of their Elimination Chamber. Maybe Jake R. Girl uh, Bianca the match. On the men's side, I think L.A. Knight and Logan Paul will get set up for the United States Championship. Now, whether that involves Kevin Owens, whether that involves Bobby Lashley, whether it involves A.J. Styles, I think is a real possibility because even over the two-day weekend, if you put eight matches on each night, which is 16 matches across two days, which is pretty insane, there is still a... On a WB talent left out of the weeds, which again just shows the roster that Triple H has built. I mean, the Whites of Brunson, Reed, and and uh, Indy Hartwell, who were obviously from the Australia area, are not even competing in the event, which just shows uh, how absolutely loaded this card will be. I think it'll be a very fun event. If I was booking it, I would have it come down to two or three people. Obviously, Drew McIntyre, and then you can make your choice for me between Randy Orton and L.A. Knight. Yeah. I think the fact that L.A. Knight is competing in Drew McIntyre on SmackDown this coming Friday makes me really think, could you imagine the pop if somebody like L.A. Knight eliminates uh, a Randy Orton or, you know, eliminates a Logan Paul to set up? that WrestleMania feud. I do think it's also, you know, maybe Randy Orton gets involved with Logan Paul because Orton doesn't have a great direction right now at WrestleMania 40. I've sort of penciled him in if he could do it with a match of John Cena because they never had a one-on-one match at Mania, and right now, I don't know where Orton lands. So I do think McIntyre wins it. I think his character is great. I think if Drew starts off in the pod, I think will probably be the best answer. Uh, you don't have a ton of wrestlers that I think is obvious in this one to sort of start the match. So I'll be interested to see which direction WWE goes. I do think Drew and Logan Paul for the most part, because their heels should start in odds. I think LA Knight and you know a Kevin Owens or a Bobby Lashley would be a really fun way uh to start this matchup. But with Drew being the only Monday Night Raw representative, In the chamber, I do think he wins. Then we get to the main event, which will feature the challenger Nia Jax. Obviously, in her own country, the women's world champion, Rhea Ripley, who's going to play the face in this match. She's going to get the big pop. She's going to get the big moment when she finally ripped Nia Jax. There's going to be a lot of attempts in this match. She may even do it from the top rope with emphasis to end the night. Uh, And who knows? We may even have a stare down with Ripley and Becky Lynch. To end Elimination Chamber as well. But I think this will be a very good match. I think Nia Jax. Even though we all don't love her. I think her character work has gotten better. Since she returned late last year to the company. Uh, and I do think that this will be a very fun entertaining match. Between two Bulls. Though I don't expect it to go too long. I think the Grace War effect could be as long as a match. Especially if there's a promo involved. Paul Amon, The Rock. Cody, Seth, I don't think Roman appears, but I do think it's possible Solo, Jimmy appear first, and then The Rock appears to help his bloodline line uh, as they start pointing the seeds there with Rock and Roman Reigns. I do think obviously the two team matches go pretty long. I think that the acting title match gets decent time, and I'm expecting this premium live event to be around three to three and a half hours in length. As I had already mentioned to you before, I think that predictability sometimes is not a bad thing. It's the story. WWE is more about storytelling. And I cannot wait to watch these men, these women kick ass and take names inside of Opus Stadium in Earth, Australia this Saturday morning. A quick anecdote for you. I remember when WWE had Super Showdown in October of 2018. I had just started my radio show, and it was on Saturday mornings uh, at 10 a.m. So I recall, it's one of my favorite memories in college, waking up in my dorm room on that Saturday morning at 5 a.m. That was the car that, of course, featured Daniel Bryan and The Miz, and the big match was Undertaker versus Triple H for the last time ever, which led to that DX versus Brothers of Destruction match at crown jewel the infamous one that nobody wants to talk about but i remember waking up in my dorm room at 5 a.m opening up one of those little things of fruit loop try right? putting some milk in it eating fruit loops trying to be quiet so i don't wake up all the residents around me while watching an incredible uh wwe event it's very hard to be quiet While watching wrestling. So I hope everybody in the United States. Whether you're on the East Coast at 5 a.m. Obviously Central 4. Mountain Time 3. Pacific Time 2. Have a plan. Don't wake up your family too much. If you do want to watch it early in the morning. I'm going to watch it early Saturday. Morning when I wake up at 10-11 Eastern. But let's enjoy uh, this weekend. Because it's one of the windiest roads to WrestleMania 40. We've ever seen. And I cannot wait to see it be played out down under in Australia. To recap, I think Becky Winch wins the Women's Elimination Chamber match. I do think the Judgment Day retains the undisputed Tag Team Championships against Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. I think The Rock will appear during the Grayson and more effect with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. It will set up the night one main event between Rock and Rowland against Cody and Seth Drew McIntyre will win the number one contenders match for the award of a championship inside the Elimination Chamber. And then Rio Ripley retains the Women's World Championship against Nia Jax in her home country in the main event. And with that, that concludes this episode of Brandon's World. When we come back on Tuesday, we'll be recapping everything that goes on in the sports world, plus a recap of the Elimination Chamber Premium Live Event. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all the wrestling. Enjoy all the sports. We'll see you on Tuesday. And <clears throat>